Welcome to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth. I'm an intimacy coach and psychologist. I created this show to explore the erotic alphabet, to help you learn more about desire and expressing your desires, discover ways to spice up your relationship and create that sizzling relationship you've always wanted. I do this through solid science, real life stories and interviews with an exciting variety of sex experts. Listen in weekly as I share key strategies to help you create your ideal sexual life. Make sure you join us to access even more sexual strategies on my blog, A to Z of Sex, access our monthly newsletter with subscriber-only offers at www.atozofsex.com. That's A-T-O-Z-O-F-S-E-X. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the A to Z of Sex. I'm Dr. Lori Beth, and I am your host. We are working our way through the erotic alphabet one letter at a time. Just a reminder, this podcast deals with adult content. So if you don't have total privacy, you might want to put on your headphones. Today, the letter is O, and O is for online sex. Now, online sex can run the gamut from webcams where you pay for mostly women to strip, although there are men who do that as well, or to play with you, amateur webcamming, online phone sex, um, completely cyber, pornography websites, written erotica, and all the way through to online sexual communities. Joining me tonight is Sharon Summers, who created ClimaxConnection.com. Climax Connection is an online adult community website for people to find masturbation partners for phone sex or for people just seeking to enhance their masturbation experience by being able to listen to member contributed erotic order audios or read their erotic or short stories. They have profile pages and chat rooms with free audio and video capabilities, a forum, erotic short stories and audios. And many people just hang out in the chat rooms to have fun, relax and chat and sometimes engage in an adult conversation rather than getting involved in actual online sex. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much for having me, Lori. So, um, in case listeners don't know, um, what does the online sex world look like now? Well, chat rooms have always been popular since the beginning of the Internet. I was kind of late to the game getting my first computer and getting online, but I've, I've talked to so many people that said they started out in the old AOL chat rooms and oh, the yeah. Yahoo chat rooms, and they were really popular. And unfortunately for a lot of people, the Yahoo ones died a few years ago. I'm not really sure about the AOL ones. Maybe some of those are still around. I'm not exactly sure. But they don't seem to have the same level of people in them. So a lot of people started gravitating towards chat websites. And I started using these chat websites when I got online. I'm a phone sex operator, so I work from home and I have a lot of time between calls and things. And so I would wander into these chat rooms just to kill the time waiting for calls and stuff. And so I started to look at these different chat sites and think, well, this one has this feature that's good. This one has that feature that's good. I can't find one that has all the features that I would like to incorporate. So people started saying, well, why don't you create one yourself? Why don't you take all these features 
that you like from the others and make your dream adult community website. And I thought, well, okay, that's, that's kind of a an ambitious dream, especially for somebody that hasn't had a computer for decades or something, but I did manage to, to do and people do like these chat rooms they like to go in like like you said in the introduction not everybody's going there with the goal of getting a masturbation partner some of them just like to go there for a few hours after they come home from work and they want to unwind and it's a lot of the people that go there are regulars they're there either some of them are there every day some of them are there several times a week you find the same people there so it's like you know these people they're like your little online friend acquaintances mm -hmm. and you you exchange stories of your day or funny little things that went on so you become a little community you really are it's an online community of these people that you have chatted with in many cases for years that you've gotten to know them online I mean, and sometimes you play with them yeah What's interesting to me is is that, okay, so I'm old enough to remember bulletin boards, <laughs> which was before um, um, AOL, <laughs> and um, also um, CompuServe, which was, uh, and Prodigy, well, all three had sort of chat rooms. Um, initially, they weren't really live. So it was sort of like sending messages back and forth. Um, but not in real time. It was just a little bit quicker than email. Then they went to the kind of chat room that you would know, but with no video capability. None of these places had any video capability. And what you're describing is what happened then as well, which is people got to know people. And these were your go-to folks. Um, which is what you, it sounds like you're describing in the newer system. What are the things that people, yeah. people like most about coming to Climax Connection, do you think? They definitely do enjoy the camaraderie of people that they've known for a long time. Word spreads and, and they'll tell their other online friends and they'll come and, and see what the site is like. Not everybody uses the video. Actually, it's only a small minority that actually use the video. The audio, I'm not sure how many people use that probably about as many as the video but a lot of people just like to text back and forth me I'm not into cyber I like phone sex so if I meet somebody that I like in the chat room we'll you know take it to Skype or whatever and exchange numbers and, and whatever but a lot of people don't even go into the private one-on-one -on -one chats a lot of people will only chat in the room so however many dozen people are in there, they can all see what you're saying. So mm -hmm. they're just sort of having a conversation with a few people, but it's like a public conversation because everybody can see what's going into the public room. Some people don't PM at all. They're, they just, some girls don't PM me. I, I'm only interested in chatting in the main chat room. So some people definitely like the group dynamic and they're not there for one-on-one -on -one fun, but some people only PM. You will see the same people in the room list all the time, and they never say one word in the main room. But they're, they're having private conversations. Yeah, they're they're involved. In yeah, they're just yeah, just one-on-one. -on -one. That they're not interested in having everybody see what they say. They're just having a private conversation with however many people they've got their little chat boxes open with. Yeah. So. Um, is this a free or for, or for paid site yours? 
It's a free site. We do have a paid premium level. Not very many people, unfortunately, get the premium level. The premium level gives people some extra features, but most people are free level members. Mm-hmm. But I dedicate the paid level members for sure for helping to contribute to the running costs. And um, what are the things that you think people worry about the most in 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 getting involved in these sorts of connections with people? So assuming that people are looking for partners to have phone sex with or cyber sex with or to trade erotic stories with, what are the things that people are most concerned about? A lot of people, if they're married, they're concerned that their spouses would find out. Do you have any idea how many guys there are that say, oh, I'm happily married, but we don't have sex. So Mm -hmm. they obviously don't want their wives to find out. Some people won't put a profile picture because they'll say, you know, for work purposes, I'm a teacher. I can't have, you know, my school principal, students, the parents of my students knowing that I'm involved in this. So obviously for their job, they have to remain private. So the privacy aspect is something for a lot of people. They're they're kind of paranoid. Some people will only chat on the site. They they won't phone. They 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 won't exchange numbers. That they will have right on their profile page. I will only chat here. I will not be giving you my Yahoo. I will not be giving you my Skype. They're just they're so concerned that somebody in their outside world might find out that they're seeking online fun especially if they have a spouse or a boyfriend or something, that they will only chat on the site. So obviously if you're only into cyber, that's not a problem. That You're just cybering back and forth that way. But some people, it, that really surprised me because I, I guess I'm just more open that way and I love phone and I, I want to talk to people. <laughs> some people are just a little bit more closed. Well, I suppose what's what it doesn't surprise me, but it saddens me is how often people are doing this, um, what I would call unethically, which is behind a spouse's back, rather than actually having the conversation that needs to be had if they're not having sex about whether it's okay to get their needs met elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I agree that that would be the ideal situation, but I don't think in most cases that's realistic. I can guarantee you from my job as a phone sex operator I talk to married men every single day I haven't had sex in 20 years I haven't had sex in 30 years my wife has never given me a blow job the whole time we're married I'm beginning to think there's more marriages with no sex going on than there are with sex going on or then you get the ones oh well I get sex on my birthday I get sex at Christmas well, isn't that nice that the Ice Princess gives you an audience one time a year for 20 minutes? Well, I mean, I, I hear this so often. I don't blame them. I don't blame them for cheating in real life. If they're willing to live like that, I think that, honestly. I mean, I think, I mean, I do think that you, you, you obviously see a skewed section of the population. Um, there are, I think your statement about there being a lot of marriages without sex is true, but there are just as many women who are, are complaining that they aren't getting sex as there are men, believe it or not. It's just that you're not going to hear from them. No, I don't hear from, from, from many ladies. That's true. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, they are beginning now over the last sort of 15 odd years to seek out satisfaction for themselves as well. Um, that's paid rather mm-hmm. than, rather than simply, um, 
you know, seeking um, affairs. And it, there's there's a much larger female clientele for um, um, male escorts, for example. Mm-hmm. And some of the male webcamming, because there is some, most of mm-hmm. Tends to be safe. Most is gay. Yeah. Yeah. Most is gay, but but there is a there is a small percentage that isn't. Or or the operator might be gay, but the people seeking out the male might be heterosexual. So it might be a woman mm-hmm, seeking out mm-hmm. a male. Um, yeah. and um and I imagine if there if there is a male phone sex group of operators that women would find that and seek that out. Um so I think it's probably more um, balanced than you think now, which is unfortunate. The idea that everybody's complaining about not having sex is not a good thing. I know. It's sad. I do know some male operators that uh, that are at various companies that I'm at. And they, um, they usually are serving male clients. It's very rare that a woman will call. I get women callers once in a blue moon but not very often. Um, I'd say probably every six to eight weeks I'll get a lady caller. It's not very common for sure, but it does happen. But um, And they're usually bi-curious. They're not there to, to tell me about their husband that won't have with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They want, I mean, so yeah, I was just about to ask that question. So are they either bi-curious or bisexual? Or are they, they, yes. they're actually seeking the same stuff? Yeah. Well, that must be yeah, much they more definitely are. than complaining. Yeah. Some of the women, uh, there's there's a couple of women married and their husbands know that they have an interest in other women. And the husbands would even be open to having a threesome type situation. But the women, for whatever reason, are too afraid to actually go forth and do it. Mm-hmm. They're afraid of people finding out or, you know, so they, they don't do it. And it remains in the fantasies. Mm-hmm. So but that definitely does happen. Over the last sort of 10 years, do you think there's been an increase in people seeking out phone sex and cyber sex services? Mm. Well, I've been pretty lucky that I haven't really had any grand decrease in calls or something. But from what other girls that are real veterans that have been doing it for 20 and 30 years, they tell me that it is lower than it is. And I think a woman starting today would have a lot more difficult time with the level of success that I have. It just, uh, I think it's harder to break into because it seems that everybody and their grandmother is doing phone sex now. So it is too, there's too many people taking pieces of that pie than there should be so it is definitely more difficult and I think a lot of guys now men being more visual to begin with some of them are interested in cam for sure where it wasn't as prevalent like before the internet there was phone sex but obviously there was no cam sex before the internet so there was people at phone sex companies before and and they've still carried through and and still like phone sex but uh, the cam exploded with the internet obviously so that's a whole new thing but some people will say oh well so many people only want cam now believe me if you could talk to some of these clients you would definitely understand that not all guys are calling to watch a lady masturbate that is not 
what they are looking for. They will have very specific fantasies yep. that are only of interest to them that they want to explore verbally. And watching a woman masturbate is not going to do anything for a guy that wants to be humiliated over the size of his penis or a man that's into racial humiliation that wants you to call him every racial slur in the book. They're not going to be getting anything out of watching a woman masturbate. That's not their objective for it, calling. It's interesting that you brought that up because I was about to ask you about that. Because it would seem to me that, that there's there's a limitation with cams unless you're a very good actress or oh, actor, yeah. because yeah. when you can see someone, it can be harder to believe certain fantasies. Whereas if you mm -hmm. can have your own visual image, like for example, you know, if you're looking for a dominant woman and you're looking at the, at, at the cam and it's a, you know, a, a woman who clearly doesn't appear dominant in any way, for them to convince you of that fantasy might be much more difficult than if you have nothing to look yes. at other than what you're creating in your mind. And then oh, absolutely. tone of voice can, can do an awful lot. You can create amazing yes. characters with tone of mm -hmm. voice that are much more believable without the visual in place. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That is very true. People just don't get it. It's like a few hours ago, I had a, a type of call that I only get maybe about every six to eight weeks a robot call <laughs> where I have to do a robot voice it's like if that was on cam I don't even know how that would go what would they want you to do the little robot to you know movements they want you to talk in a robot voices you feel ridiculous doing it but it's like there's no way that you could replicate this on cam the same that you can over the phone it's like they have a vision in their mind of their perfect sex android and you are to voice it with your robot voice. Looking at a real human woman is going to take away from yes. what they're trying to imagine. It's not going to enhance it. It's going to decrease what they're trying to envision. And, and people that say, oh, all these men want to watch ladies masturbate, they're not even considering robots and all kinds of other stuff. They're just not even taking that into consideration. Small penis humiliation. That's one of the top calls that I get. And the average person, if you ask them on the street, oh, what are guys calling phone sex lines for? I would guess almost nobody that one of their top answers would be small penis humiliation. No, they wouldn't I'm, even be thinking that. I'm quite surprised that that's actually the top thing. Uh, it's, it's very popular with me. That's definitely in the top three calls for sure. What are the other two? Uh, cuckold is extremely uh -huh. yeah. popular and they often go hand in hand the small penis and the cuckold often go hand in hand um, spanking I get a lot of spanking mm -hmm. calls guys that want to be humiliated that's popular I get girlfriend experience calls it depends on how you advertise yourself because a woman that's advertising herself as a dom is not going to be getting girlfriend experience Obviously type calls not, no. that's not what she wants at all and that's not what the guys calling her are looking for she's going to get sissies and subs and mm -hmm. all this kind of stuff I advertise as more vanilla, middle-of-the-road, girlfriend experience, more intimate type of calls. And yet you're still getting people who are giving voice to fantasies that they feel uh, um, unable to voice to their partners or they don't have oh, partners. Yes, and, yes. You know, that's one of the things for me that I that I highlight, I think, with, with all kinds of um, sex work. 
online, offline, is that there, there's a the portion of the service that's being provided that people tend not to see is um, the fact that there's an opportunity for people who feel they can't express their deepest desires to a partner to get those desires met. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many guys that tell me, oh, I could never tell my wife this. She'd be out the door. She'd divorce me. One of the things that has been a noticeable uptick since I've been in this business is the interest in females. Well, how many guys are going to go home to wifey and say, you know what? I was watching this shemale porn last night while I was masturbating. Mm -hmm. I, I really think I'd like to try one out. I don't think too many wives are going to be okay with that. I really don't. That is something that guys tell me, well, I can't tell my wife I want to suck cock. I can't tell her this. So they're finding these ads on Craigslist and going to the Home Depot parking lot and meeting, you know, Joe Nobody in the back of some van for some illicit, bizarre, anonymous encounter that's not very safe. Right. And their wives have no idea. And the stuff I hear like that, it's just, it's shocking sometimes. And and what I find so frightening about that is, is of course, in my opinion, um, they it would be better for them to go and see a health check professional, you know, who's offering sex work, who's been health checked mm -hmm. and, and is clean and it, it's a nice mm -hmm. environment than to go to the car park of some truck stop. Or well, that takes forethought and planning, though, yes. to make some kind of appointment. These people yeah. are... Uh, they're in the moment. They're very much in the moment. They'll meet somebody tonight online and they're sucking their cock tomorrow. Right. And they go to these glory holes at books, adult bookstores, these yeah. little booths that they have in the back. It's like, yeah. I I'm just horrified at some of the stuff that these guys tell me. This random cock came through the wall. I have no idea whose it was. And I sucked it and swallowed his load. Well, gee, I hope you don't get, get gonorrhea. That, that's what I'm thinking. And it's like the risks that these people are taking. And they then, they, then they go home to wifey. I didn't know that glory holes in the back of shops were still available. Oh, indeed they are. I talk to guys almost every single day that talk about them. So, I mean, do you think that one of the benefits to adult communities online could be to encourage people to communicate better about these issues? Well, I don't know how well they're communicating with the people in their lives about them because they do keep them private, but it's a safer alternative Certainly. for people that don't actually want to go out and risk getting whatever disease or something. Um, it definitely is safer. There's people that they'll say, oh, my friend told me about this site. So there's people that will chat with their friends about it. But most of the guys, if they're married, they don't want their wives knowing that they're on there. There are a few people on there that are couples and the husband and wife are on there. They've each got separate profiles. They're very open. The wife is okay. Oh, yeah, he, he likes to cyber with the girls. I'm okay with that. Yep. And... I'm kind of amazed at that. I really am. I mean, if it was me, I wouldn't want to be so blind as to think nothing's going on. I would just say, look, I don't want to know about it. Just be discreet. I don't want to know about it. Ah, well. I think I mean, it's I'm, unrealistic I'm, lots of times. I'm polyamorous. People. I'm polyamorous. Yeah? So, yeah. So, and my husband and I are in a polyamorous marriage. So, 
we are up front. There is no, I, I don't want to know about it. It's we're up front. We discuss it. You know, that's the way that we, that it works for both of us. That's complete honesty. Um, well, if that works, that's great. That's great that you don't have jealousy problems. I would have well, jealousy problems. Well, no, so that's why I'd rather not know. I think, I think, you know, we're normal. People do get jealous sometimes, but mostly what people get jealous about is time. It's really interesting. Mostly what people get jealous about isn't the actual sex with somebody else. It's that, you know, Saturday night and you've got a date with somebody else and I'm at home on my own. That's what, what drives jealousy. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, but I want it. I want that time. Um, but mm -hmm. it requires, it requires really high level of communication skills. Um, yes. Cannot do this without a high level of communication skills. And, um, what you're seeing on the site are people who many of whom don't have that. They don't even have the communication skills to discuss their fantasies with their partner. Not let, not, not discuss meeting them, meeting someone else to, to manage those fantasies, just to talk about the fantasy with the partner. I can definitely understand though, if somebody has fantasies that are outside of the norm that know that this is not only not going to go well, but it could literally destroy the relationship. If a guy is into cross-dressing, mm -hmm. or if a guy is into adult baby stuff, mm -hmm. I can tell you if I walked in and I saw my guy wearing my underwear and lipstick, I'd be gone. I, I could not handle that. I, I would have no part of any of that. For some people, they wouldn't mind. But some guys will say, oh, no. I, I can remember one client that used to call and he would keep his makeup because he used to like to put makeup and ladies' clothes on. And he kept his makeup in the glove compartment of his truck. And he had, there's been several guys that have outfits that they've kept hidden in mm -hmm. boxes that they've labeled tools and stuff that they know their wives would never go into. And they, they know it's not going to go over well, so it's easier just to hide it. And I can understand that way of thinking. I can, but I also know that when people find out, um, and it's really hard to keep a lifetime secret, and when people find out, the devastation is about the, 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 the betrayal of trust. It's not usually about the fantasy in particular. Um, I mean, yeah, somebody may, may find something abhorrent, and that's another issue, and that that's, will also be upsetting. But the biggest part of the devastation comes from you had a secret life that you kept me out of. Um, and so, you know, where I come from as a, as a coach and a psychologist is trying to encourage people to have these conversations early in their relationships. First, they need well, that's to know the what ideal they like. thing, of course. Yeah. So a yeah. lot of times what happens is people don't even know what they like. They get married and they haven't a clue what they really need to get off mm -hmm. because they never bothered to explore that. And they've always written their fantasies off as just fantasies and, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's a tough one because I, my experience is it rarely stays quiet forever. So if he's got his stuff well, in the truck, someday she's going to find out. Oh God. The stuff that guys do that is literally dangerous because they're afraid of getting caught. And, and I tell them, you know, they won't buy themselves sex toys. If they like to have a vibrator up their ass, they'll use a carrot or a candle. And I say, look, this could go really wrong. If you have a problem with a broken candle, can you imagine having to go to the ER? <laughs> I mean, that would be the most embarrassing 
episode of your entire life if that goes wrong. And they're like, well, I can't have a toy around. She'd, she'd find out. She'd think I'm gay. She'd, she'd not approve that I have a toy. And I'm like, well, a sex toy is designed for that. A, a candle is not. And also, I have talked to so many. The fact that they're like sure that. that she would disapprove. and I mean, okay, you're much more likely to have somebody disapprove of, of cross-dressing than disapprove of a vibrator in the bum. You know, that's much less. Well, I think, I think, you know, I think depending on the generation, you know, they've learned not to speak. And it's unfortunate because a lot of times they're doing their partners a disservice. Their partner might really get into it. Maybe their partner would get into pegging them, which would be more fun than the vibrator. <laughs> I seriously doubt it. Believe me. These women that won't have sex more than once or twice a year, and you think they're going to peg their husband. Well, you have no You're idea. Maybe they're not much credit. <laughs> I mean, some of them don't have sex because they don't have sex, and that's sad. But there are other women who aren't having sex because their husbands don't want to do anything they want to do. Same as the men who don't want to have sex, you know. They're Possibly, busy, they're, yeah. they're busy being intimate with other people is what I'm saying rather mm -hmm. than, you know, so on the one hand, I, I'm a big proponent of sex work being essential, an essential outlet. Um, yes. And I, I see a lot of, I mean, over the years, I've seen a lot of people who aren't even capable of, of relate of a, of, of a full relationship. You know, they don't manage emotional relationships and, and they've created relationships with sex workers and that have been their sole real human contact. So yeah, you know, like that. I know what you mean. So the, I mean, yeah, absolutely essential. I think it's horrific that we criminalize things yes. and we assume that people who are looking for somebody who's a professional are doing so from, from a, a prurient interest or, or, you know, yes. because they're being immoral rather than like the widower who decides that he's not ready for a relationship yet. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, so we assume that it doesn't have to do with the fact that they can't make that relationship. And we assume negative things about them, which I think is, is, is horrible. Um, on the other hand, there are a lot of guys who, and some women who choose not to confront the difficult discussion and they do their partner a disservice because yeah. some of their partners would not run screaming from the room. I mean, I'm sure there are, there are ones who would definitely no question, Yeah. but, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I would love to see people learn to talk about sex a bit more. It would be ideal, absolutely. But um, the great thing about a site like mine is there is an anonymity when you're dealing with strangers, even though you've known these people online, you don't know all of their information. So there can be a level of trust that you can really open up and say, you know what, I like this and this. And when people see that on their page and they feel the same way, then they message them and, and they make a connection there. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I, I've never told anybody this in my real life. I, I've never told a girlfriend this or my wife, certainly. And I found other people here that have got the same kinks that I do. And you can be more open with a stranger. You definitely can. Well, yeah, you can be more open with a stranger because you're not risking. If they say, ew, yuck, so what? You don't yeah. know them. You don't have to see them. Right. Yeah. 
But if you if your you know, your partner of twenty years says "ooh yuck," it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes. how do people find you online? Oh, I'm all over. <laughs> <laughs> My phone sex site is called erotictalkphonesex.com, and climaxconnection.com is the adult community website. And I have done phone sex for a couple months shy of nine years now. And I write for adult websites and I do erotic audios and voiceover work. So I do all kinds of things, all naughty, all the thing although some of the voiceover stuff I do, I do vanilla stuff as well. But I'm I'm quite easy to find. If somebody looks up sensual Sharon or Sharon Summers, I'm quite easy to find. But I definitely like phone sex on my own time as well as do it professionally. Business and personal are very different and separate. Mm -hmm. And it is fun to find somebody at a, a chat site and be able to phone with them. And some of the people I've played with that I've met at other chat sites before Climax Connection was even around, I've played with some of them for like eight years, seven years, six years. It's like I just uh, I find these guys and hang around for years on end and we'll play every few months or some of them will come back if they have a girlfriend and they don't want a phone then when the relationship is over they'll come back and gee I haven't talked to you in two years would you be interested in playing again so it's interesting the way that people drift in and out that way they do return mm-hmm so that's quite a long-term relationship Mm-hmm. Some of them are. There was one guy that I phoned with, and he said that he had a longer relationship with me than any woman that he had in his real life. But I think it's interesting that you're not real life. I mean, that's just interesting to me because you're a real, you're a real, you know, hundred percent human being. You may not be well, yes. real life. Not in his life. Not right. not in person. We never met in person or right. anything. But for email with and chat with and phone with on occasion it is a good stretch of time to be involved with somebody and you can definitely really develop feelings sometimes for some of these people but a lot of them once they get a relationship that that's one thing that really pisses me off is that when they meet somebody lots of times they will drop you mm -hmm. as a phone partner and that bothers I'm no threat to this relationship. I'm never going to really meet you, so why can't we still play once in a while on the side? And they're like, well, I just don't feel comfortable. I think that's cheating. I'm like, oh, that's ridiculous. But you, people feel how they feel. That's interesting. So for you, it's like it's kind of insulting to be dropped like that, you know? It is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I find it very insulting. But, but for, they feel they feel some of them some of them have no problem with it. They're like, oh, my girlfriend's out this weekend. She, she's going for a girls' weekend. We can play. <laughs> okay, great. I think that's fantastic. And they understand that it's a separate little thing that has nothing to do with her. I'm no threat to their relationship in any way. So why can't they have fun with me on the phone on the side? Some people feel that way. I think that's a realistic and healthy way to feel. Other people. Just they won't if they're involved with somebody. They just they don't feel comfortable with that, and they won't. Hmm. So they feel that somehow they're being um, they're being unfaithful. Yeah. Or or maybe part of it isn't. Maybe it's not so much a feeling of unfaithfulness, but they would want to be honest, and they don't think their partner would be happy with it. Probably, yeah. 
Um, and there was a guy that said to me, if my girl was having phone sex with some guy, I would cry. He literally said that. And I thought, oh, my God, you sound like a pussy. <laughs> That's what I thought when he said that. He said, I would just be so gutted to think that she was doing that with somebody else. I thought, wow. Okay. But to me, one of the things you feel. But one of the things that I find interesting about that is like you you said that you wouldn't be happy to be polyamorous in real life. That would be problematic for you. But yeah. but not when it's at a distance. That it isn't problematic That's right. when it's at a distance. Which is interesting because for, for some people it would be problematic all the time. And for other people, oh, yeah. it would only be problematic when it wasn't at a distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In many ways, I do think like a man. This job sort of changes your thinking because when all you talk to is men and all you hear is their points of view, you start to think in the same thought patterns. And I've had several people tell me, you think like a man. You, The way that you talk about sex is sometimes like a man, how critical or removed that that I can think that way. And some of the things that women have said just I I just am stunned I remember shortly after I began this job a couple of months I I was so green and this woman called and I was so speechless when it was a woman and her husband had been calling and she says is this a chat line and I said yes has my husband been calling you I was so stunned I didn't know what to say and she was going on about how I wanted to destroy her marriage and all of this and I will never forget this sentence as long as I live you must have a face like dog vomit to have a job like yours I'll never forget mine I was so speechless my jaw was hanging open and I thought wow I I have no interest in your husband lady believe me I'm only talking to him because I'm getting paid and I've had other girls tell me the same that they've had women all up that they saw this number on their husband's statement or whatever and the women were crying saying you're trying to take away my child's father and ruin my marriage and I'm like are you delusional lady are you crazy you know, we're here to make money. We're not here to steal your man. It, maybe if you parted your legs once every blue moon, he wouldn't be calling us. It just it just floors me sometimes, the things that, uh, what that I find, you hear in this job. Well, what I find interesting is that, is that you know, it, it's that mistargeting that happens a lot. It happens in affairs as well. You know, when somebody has an affair, and um, I mean, the man will get rid of, angry at the at the other man, or the woman will get angry at the other woman, and and yeah. and not be angry at their partner. And it has to mm -hmm. be pointed out to them: look, the person who had the agreement with you, the person who has the contract with you, is your partner, not this other person. Mm -hmm. And whether mm -hmm. you know whether we find it morally questionable or not like sometimes when it's a friend you know we might think well yeah you know that was morally pretty lousy to do that the fact is the two people that are in the relationship are the ones who have the contract but it's easier to be angry at at that at the other person yes right? it's, it's easier to put all your emotion there than it is towards the person who's wronged you But you're saying that from the logical point, you have thought that through. The people that are 
Oh, the people you know, that are flipping out, you, they're, they're not, just, they're they're not able to think it. No, that's right. They're not no. able to think it through, but that's what's happening. They're unable yeah. to actually direct it at the person that deserves it. So they direct it at yeah. the third party, whether yes. that's a professional or that's, an, you know, Joe from accounting, yeah. right? It doesn't matter. It's just it's long, mm-hmm. as long as it's not their partner. And and what's so sad about that, of course, is that is that you aren't trying to do anything. You know, truly, you're there to be paid. And that's right. There's so there's nothing they can gain by being angry at you. No. What they I have agree. to be doing is talking to their obviously talking to their partner and trying to find out why this has happened and and at that point they're usually too upset to do that yes very true well this has been great um i've really enjoyed the wide variety of conversation and i hope when i do a series about sex workers um on my other podcast sex spoken here um that you will join me again um because i would love to i'm i'm gonna have a really good time i'm gonna get a wide variety of sex workers so we can talk about the state of sex work in the 21st century. I would certainly love to be there. Brilliant. Thanks for joining me this week for the A to Z of sex. Please write in with your questions to Dr. Lori Beth at a to Z of sex.com. That's a T O Z or Z. If you're in America, O F S X S E X.com and do visit both websites, a to Z of sex.com and the dash intimacy dash coach.com to learn about alternative sexual choices, types of sexual relationships to explore and express your authentic sexual self for a free 30 minute session with me, head over to www.a to Z of sex.com and click on the button that says book now. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes and or Stitcher and please subscribe. Join me next week when the letter will be P. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the A to Z of sex. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review here on iTunes and make sure you head over to www.atozofsex.com. That's A T O Z O F S E X to subscribe to my free newsletter to help you keep your sex life sizzling. Stay tuned for upcoming weekly episodes as we work our way through the sexual alphabet to discover the wide world of sex, sexuality, desire, and intimacy. Knowledge gives you the power to create relationships that bring you satisfaction and joy. Hope to see you next week.